AM 1240 WATN presents Live at Five with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for This is Live at Five, Live at Five, yeah, yeah, Live we're at Five. Live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cat. Yeah, here we go. Are we on? Yeah, we're on. Live at Five is on. Yeah, we're on. Yeah, but here we are. That sounds better. A little late today, but we're on for a Friday lighthearted show. Although I'll, I'll, I'll play something from uh, Libs of TikTok in a bit. Goes back to early March with that horrible shooting in Nashville. Every now and then I just get a refresher course on TikTok. I'm trying to become a student of TikTok more and more so I can, you know, really hate society even more than I do, than I already have. But Libs of TikTok, first of all, welcome to the show. Lighthearted, right? We're starting off with Libs of TikTok discussions. Libs of TikTok was a woman, a middle-aged woman that just, you know, never had any journalist uh, uh, experience, any education. No, she wasn't Al Roker, went to Oswego State. <clears throat> By the way, Al Roker was at Oswego State today, doing his old alumnus. The old, old you know, old, old uh, I guess you could say, I don't know, just that, that stomping grounds. He went there about 10 years before I did. But nonetheless, he did the Today Show from there. So Libs of TikTok simply is just a conglomeration of different things that this woman, during COVID... Uh, just, you know, sp- spliced together. In other words, she reshared it. She didn't create anything. She still doesn't create anything. She just scours the, the internet for TikTok videos, mostly TikTok, Facebook, Instagram videos, and of course, you know, Twitter videos that she put under the, under the uh, realm of libs of TikTok. And uh, she pirated the TikTok logo uh, and she changed it to her own liking. And people for, for years were trying to figure out who this woman was. Not years, it wasn't that long, but nonetheless, she... She revealed who she was, and there's there's video of her with AOC taking a picture, a selfie together, and AOC warms up to us, oh, and then she, like, just five, maybe 10 centimeters away from AOC's face, says, oh, by the way, I'm the creative lip talking. You called me a liar. And AOC goes, not crazy, but she says, I don't want to be in your space. She, I don't know, she flipped the bird to the camera, but she just walked off. Like a three-year-old child not getting their way. So this woman has done wonders. There's no doubt about it. But it, again, what, what the, the latest trend that we're seeing uh, in, the, in this whole transphobia th- um, thing going on are the reactions of the trans community and how violent they, they, they get. And we saw this, uh, we see it all the time. But okay, so back in early March, there was a shooting at a, at a Catholic high school, a Christian high school. 
where three nine-year-old kids and three uh, teachers were, were, were killed by a woman trying to be a man. She's 28 years old, and, 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 and she had this long, long manifesto, and they still haven't revealed that yet because, it, again, it, gets, it goes against their own narrative. They don't want to talk about someone that's on their side. Remember, we're, we're divided. So if you're on the side of the, of, the, of, of, of the left, whether you admit it or not, you're on the side of, of the trans community, and, and quite frankly, you're on the side of this woman who thinks that she's a man at 28 years old, didn't get her way, was upset with the, the latest uh, legislative rulings in the state of Tennessee, and took it upon herself, himself, uh, to, to let everyone know how she felt, herself, himself, about how the person felt about it. Got to be careful, right? I, I want to live by their rules. Uh, I'm just getting it down. Not quite, but nonetheless. So you would think that, you know, any crime against humanity, particularly children, would be heinous regardless of, there's just no reason for that. None. And that also goes for anyone who just says, I'm going to go out with a blast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die by, uh, by suicide by cop. Or I'm just going to, you know, do what I wanted to do all along. And I go to a grocery store in an urban neighborhood and take care of business because I'm pissed off. People have to die for this. And we all agree that that's just the worst thing in the world. And, of course, then that, you know, starts up the, you know, the, the discussion of, oh, what do we do with the Second Amendment? What about mental illness? And then we get even more divided. Except now we're hearing crazy stuff of the trans community saying, you know what? You need guns to protect yourself. Because the world is against you. And by the way, I, I don't know of any case around here or anywhere that, I, and again, it, it's been proven that there isn't any type of upheaval. Uh, in other words, there isn't a level of, an, of threats against the trans world that we know of. We, we do know that, you know, urban crime, for instance, is through the roof. We know that uh, people, for instance, in the city of, of Rochester are stealing Hondas like every other, every other hour. What was it? Up to 2,500 Hondas were stolen this year alone as of last week. So we have the statistics. But when you listen to the stuff on, uh, about the trans community, they, they almost make it sound like, like they were the Japanese after Pearl Harbor in America. Like, oh, wow. You've got to put them in camps. Oh, they're dangerous people. And that's controversial in itself what we did there. But that's how it's portrayed. So I was just, again, looking, I hadn't gone over to uh, Libs of TikTok in a while. And most of it is about, you know, school teachers, somehow or other, these school teachers get, school teachers across the country get these jobs where they're you know, instructing their five, six, seven-year-old students, the difference between him and her and his and theirs. And they got, they got all types of things growing out of their noses. And no, it's not nostril hair like Glenn Curry. Sorry. Uh, but, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, okay, so then you scour down and then you get into some, some really... Incredible stuff. Well, here is a woman that posted something on TikTok in response to what happened in Nashville. Listen to this logic right here. I wonder if the parents of the victims of the Nashville shooting today would still have children if these trans bills in Tennessee were never a thing. I'm not a parent, but if I were, I'd be real, real mad at the government. I'd be real, real mad at the government. So when Glenn Curry uh, went on Facebook, well, I don't know, I started getting kicked off for saying stuff like white trash or I, I forget what I said. I said a couple of things. I actually made fun of this, the country of France for, for being occupied and more productive during World War II under Nazi, Nazi rule. I was kicked off there. 
And it all happened all within about six, seven months. I just kept on making a mistake. I kept on saying this, that, and every now and then I'd get a warning. Do you really want to post this? Because if you do, you're going to go over the edge. But somehow or other, if Glenn Curry posts something like that, which is basically a call to arms, basically say, first of all, she justifies what happened there in Nashville. And secondly, she's essentially saying that if it happens again, you could easily blame the legislators uh, in, in your capital, in this case, Tennessee, for what happened today and play nice little music in the background and feel good about yourself. That's where we are. Not entirely. That woman doesn't reflect everyone in the country, but the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And that's what we're hearing. If you listen, for instance, if you listen to CBS News on a regular basis right here at AM 1240 at the top and the bottom of the hour, if you could see the underlying message that they're trying to do, they're following uh, Dylan Mulvaney, like every other day, is her story or his story keeps on coming up. Hi, and they and, and whenever there's bad news about Elon Musk, that comes up. When, when and whenever anything out there, uh, it, it's it's any anything said against this, that, or the other thing, it's it's big big news. So I wanted to just kind of like start off there. Uh, and, and, and continue on our lighthearted version of the Live at Five show here on a Friday. Today is the last Live at Five show of the month. May 1st starts on, on uh, Monday. That's May Day. That's the, uh, that's the celebration, of course, of the Communist Party, at least in Russia. I don't know if they did it in China, but it's a big day. And just prior to the show, or I don't know, maybe I heard it on CBS News, that uh, Russia is planning on testing a nuclear bomb just to see if any one of their nuclear arse or uh, missiles are actually working. Uh, that, that, you know, no, noting, of course, how they've been performing in Ukraine in the last year plus, uh, we often wonder whether or not they can actually launch anything successfully, if and when, God forbid, that ever happens. So anyway, May Day is Monday. Today is Friday. If you have any comments, uh, anything to add on to that lovely uh, dissertation by that woman on uh, TikTok, by all means, give me a shout. 755-1240 is the number. Seven five five twelve forty. So Jordan Northrup was on the hotline show today with uh, with Jeff Graham. Great show. I did have the opportunity to meet with with Jordan, and uh, great things are happening at the uh, at the Thompson Park Golf Course, and uh, they're moving quite rapidly. And one thing, uh, just just my own observations, by the way, and just talking, you know, to various people. There is an incredible advantage of a municipal golf course, particularly in a city of our size, a city of this size, in that Jordan, if he needs to fix stuff, um, he, he's got a lot of people on his side within the, the, you know, the, uh, the workings of Watertown City, the Department of Transportation, uh, the, the, uh, the, the Department of Parks, whatever. I'm getting my acronyms all screwed up. But he has access to a lot of people. Now, some people would say, well, geez, they could be doing other things like fixing pot, pot, potholes. Or if you've been showing, they, just, they could be doing a better job with curbs on the corner. And he's right. They could be doing this and that. <clears throat> we don't have to be up at the golf course. But it's a nice entity to have. So, you know, I was talking, you know, Jordan mentioned today during the, uh, during the hotline show, we have an electrical problem. We get, a, you know, we get people come up there from the city. Maybe they, in that particular case, they had to get a licensed uh, electrician. But other things like bringing in dirt, uh, setting up a new tee box, bring in the, uh, the, uh, the front loader, bring in the bulldozer. You know, all this stuff is right there, uh, uh, right here at our disposal. So, yes, I've said from before, and a lot of people said today's uh, hotline show very positive. One woman called up during the hotline show. It says, with regards to the golf course, today was the most optimistic discussion about the golf course before all this started. 
And she's absolutely right. So when given lemons, you make lemonade out of it. And Jordan Northrup and other people up there, I forget there was another gentleman in charge of things up there. Not to mention we can't forget Scott Wheeler are doing a tremendous job. So the, uh, the park officially opens at 8 o'clock on Monday, May 1st. I'm trying to introduce some aspects of uh, marketing myself to Jordan today, not to mention radio, but also to introduce him to a, a world-renowned uh, golfer. And pro, I don't know if he's a pro or whichever, but he's an instructor, and his name is Peter Beams. He's a good friend of Johnny Spisano. Johnny's known him now for a good seven, eight years, if not longer. And uh, uh, Peter is from uh, Ireland. And Irish people are just, they're very good at, at one, talking, two, coming up with, you know, songs that you never heard of before. And just, just, just their general demeanor is just, is very, you know, unless they're, you know, drunk off their asses, they're, for the most part, they're very, they're very civil people. And I'm Irish and I can say that. But nonetheless, uh, he, this guy is one of the best instructors in the world. And he can explain the very fundamentals about golf to anyone. doesn't matter. doesn't matter how bad you are. He'll make you a better golfer and a better believer in golf, which is equally as important. One thing that when you go, you know, line up with the ball at the tee box, one thing you don't want is to be discouraged. You want confidence. And a guy like Peter can bring that to you. And he does it very, very well. He's been doing it for like 106 years now. So God bless him. So he is an entity that I would like to see if I not only introduce him, of course, to the marketing efforts uh, right here in, in uh, Community Broadcasters and to the uh, uh, Thompson Park uh, but to other golf courses up here as well, because he's here. When in Rome, if you have such a guy at your disposal, obviously there's some cost here. He's not for free, but he's an amazing, amazing person uh, when it comes to golf. So let's see if, if things uh, happen there. Of course, it all comes down to uh, whether or not it's feasible or not. 755-1240 is the number. Beautiful day out there. Now it seems to be overcast. I had an opportunity to uh, early today during my lunch hour, Jim Levin, to... Uh, to actually uh, interview uh, a well-known council person about the uh, next year's uh, total eclipse. So that's going to be part of our next segment right here on Community Broadcasters, otherwise known as Downtown News. That's a big, big event. It really is. December, check that, December, listen to me. April 8th, 2024, 329 in the afternoon, or somewhere, there, no, check that, 322 in the afternoon. And for three minutes and 29 seconds, we will have complete darkness, so we'll go from where what it looks like right now to like one o'clock in the morning. And even if it's if it's uh, cloudy out, it's it's needless to say it's going to happen. Hopefully, we'll have a day like today. But the plan, and you a lot of you already know about this, is to get as many people in Thompson Park as possible. And uh, the, I refer to it as the Great Lawn. Others say Pinnacle Hill, this, that, and the other thing. It doesn't matter. It's it's been cleared out. The city's been doing tremendous things up at the park. I went up there with friends last week, took a lot of pictures, and it's amazing how much they've cleared out along Olmstead Drive there. And for that matter, at the base of the Great Lawn. So uh, work is continuing right now. In fact, if you go to Park Circle, you still can't get access to the park there. That's still closed off. And there's a reason for that, because all those retaining walls uh, that were built over a century ago now, uh, by fine Italian-Americans, um, are, are being repaired. So, you know, th that particular road off Park Circle is not accessible as we speak because they're doing a ton of work, not just with the retaining walls, but also uh, other other areas of concern. Uh, you know, obviously, we got a, a boatload of money due to COVID. Uh, we got some rewards here and there to fix the statue downtown. 
uh, you know, from uh, from the ten million dollar gift. So there's a lot of money at work right now, and it's and it's and, it's, and it looks like uh, it's all adding up. That's for sure. Is anyone out there? Uh, do I have to turn into like a uh, you know, like a um, a Pink Floyd song? Is there anybody out there? That wasn't a very good Roger Waters. What is it? Is there anybody out there? Seven five five twelve forty is the number. No one's chiming in. No one loves me. No one loves you when you're down and out. <clears throat> All right, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to uh, go through a, a quick break here and see if I can get you entertained when we get back after these messages. You're listening to the Live at Five show, sponsored, of course, by your friends at Widget Auto and L.A. Quarry. We will be back right after this. Hi, this is Anthony DiMasselli. Flash Booster. Yeah, don't listen to that last message. If, you, if you're ill, if you're overweight, and you just haven't been taking care of yourself, listen to that message. But other than that, live life the way you should have been living life in the last three plus years, okay? No big farming here. Jeepers creepers. Still trying to scare the crap out of us. All right, so last night, James Corden's last uh, show was last night. Thank God that idiot is gone. So sick of him and late night in general. So it just goes to show. The, the problem is when, when the Democrats take over like they did when Biden took over, of course, in uh, January of 2021, over two years now, you have a tendency to lose grip on your media, you know, I guess you could say attract. And how do I put this? Your audience is affected by it. Because we're so inundated with liberal talk to begin with, with so many outlets, particularly cable news. Online, you know, the Huffington Post, you know, uh, uh, legacy networks like ABC, NBC, CBS, all of them kowtow to Big Farmer, all of them kowtow to, to, the, to the Beltway. And then when you officially take over the Senate and, you, and uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, people says, well, we don't need you anymore. I, I don't need to watch James Corden anymore making, you know, uh, Donald Trump jokes. It's, you're just thinning it out. So while, you know, they're so good at defining America these days, the new America, we have to rewrite the Constitution. Uh, at the same time, they overdid it. And now they've cannibalized themselves to the point where, which is why Andrew Cuomo no longer here, which is why Don Lemon finally gone, which is why James Corden, the real pain in the neck, who, who's a really rude person, apparently, at, at public restaurants and always demands and gets what he wants because he's important. He's gone. And scores of other examples of that, not to mention ratings in the sewer for CNN, for MSNBC. So the only answer, believe it or not, and that's why they always pick on Trump. They pick on Marjorie Taylor Greene. They pick on, uh, uh, what's his name, George Santos now, which we haven't been hearing much of in recent weeks. Uh, so they, they need that. They need that center of attention. So Donald Trump's not going to become president of the United States. We all know that. He'll lose Whatever ticket the Democrats decide on, right now it seems like it's going to be Biden-Harris. But something in the next seven, eight months is going to happen that will change that, which explains why they had this video presentation of Joe Biden instead of him being actually live at a major rally somewhere, which you would expect for an incumbent president to do. So it, it works and it gets the job done. Bring in COVID. Say that the, it came from the bats from the wet market. Don't, don't, uh, don't accuse China because we owe them so much friggin' money to begin with and make sure that we get rid of the orange man. And that's exactly what happened. But now, a little over two years later, they're paying the price in so, so many ways. But sadly, they still own the rest of the world. It sucks, but we're stuck with them forever. You're on the air. Hello. What's happening? 
Yeah, I got a little story to tell you. Yeah, uh, I it's got Louis. my uh, Louis. furnace cleaned the day before yesterday. Yeah. We're called to have it cleaned, so the guy says, all right, we'll be there between 9 and 11. Right. Well, he don't show up at 11. I call back. He says, we'll be there between 11 and 1. He don't show up at 1. He's going to be between 2 and 3. Right. Anyway, long story short, he finally comes by at 5 o'clock. <laughs> so, and he was late. It was quarter after 5. Quarter after So I got five house numbers on my house. I told him my address. He goes right back by my road, which is a county road, and he goes on a private road down the street. When he pulled in the driveway... Yeah, I got a little, you know how I am. Yeah, oh, I know. I says to him, I said, maybe I should get more numbers on my house, huh? He says, well, I was looking at my GPS. Anyway, he comes in the house, and I could have told my wife what he was going to do in the first place. He cleaned the furnace, and I don't think they do much at all. When he gets all done, he leaves. He tells me how good he is, and uh, I complain to his office, but I said, I won't say nothing bad about you. He says, well, I'm good. I go, yeah, okay, you're good. So... Long story short, the next day, you put the thermometer on 73, it only goes up to 63. <laughs> Call him, he comes back. He says, well, he says, there's nothing wrong, it's just a blah, 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 blah. Oh, what do you mean there's nothing wrong? And do you think that they would come back and make that right with me? What happened? No, 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 they just don't call back, <laughs> they don't answer. And if you get a little gruffy, like I get, right. they hang up. Right. And that's, that's, that's with government officials... That's with everybody I do business with. Did you pay them? Uh, pardon me? Did you pay pay for your, their services? Oh, yeah, I paid them, yeah, sure. How, how much, just curious, was, how much was it? 250 or 210 something like that, a little over 200 And it's not working? Well, it works, but if you set the thermostat for 73, it goes up to 83. Well, you know, I, that I, ain't right. That, of course that not. Working. Was that the problem that you had prior, or is that a new problem? I didn't have any problem. Well, why'd you bring him in to begin with, just to do maintenance? Well, you're supposed to have your furnace checked every six months or every year, you know. Six safe. months? It took me 20 years to look at mine. <laughs> well, I, hey, I had the, you know, the shop I used to run 35 years. I never had that furnace cleaned. Right. So when I went up, I started to put the shop up for sale. Yeah. I said, I might as well get the furnace, you know, cleaned and adjusted, they call it. Right, sure. So uh, he comes. And he says, well, I can't get the part. He says, Louie, I can put in a new furnace just as cheap. He says, I've already got $500 in repair. So that's what I did. I got a new furnace. But right. everybody's the same, Glenn. It, everybody's the same. I live on a county road, right. Patterson Road. Right. There's a guardrail there. That guardrail is tipped, tipped almost over. It's all <laughs> rusted out, and now they're using it for a dump. People put car parts. They put washing machines, uh, tin cans, bottles, everything. Hmm. So I call the highway, whatever he is, a top dog. Right. He didn't even know what I was talking about. What, what, what? He says, well, Pella Wood, uh, let him use that property. Uh, Pella Wood didn't own that property. I mean, people are nuts. Wait a minute. You're suge- he's saying that uh, there's a property where you can come by and dump off your, 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 your old wooden stove or a washer dryer at, at will? Is that what he's suggesting? You can, you can, but you you don't get caught, and they'll probably arrest you. Come to find out, so I look it up on the tax records to see if Pella Wood owns it. Do you know who owns that property? I have no idea. The city of Watertown. <laughs> who else? Right, right, Patterson Road. The city of Watertown. If you go up Route 11 towards Governor, on your left, on your right, there's a dumping ground. Right. I guess they call it. I don't, you must have seen it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, That's, but is, is that legal? I mean, it doesn't sound legal, Louis, especially in the state of New York where you can't, 
could barely t- tie your shoes without getting, you know, some type of uh, citation. You're telling me that there's a place off Patterson Road that this guy is claiming that people can just literally discard their their their, their appliances there or uh, rubbish? No, no, no. He didn't say that. Okay, sorry. He didn't say that, but it's becoming a dump, and the guardrails are rotten. They're right. rotting out. Right. Well, four years from now, we're going to do this and that and the other thing. Mm-hmm. Well, they're putting in a new water line now, and the water line malfunctions about twice a year. They've got to dig it all up. Right. And I feel sorry for the people across the street because that's where the water line is, and it's not on my side mud and dirt all over, you know, and then they just leave the dirt in big piles. Mm-hmm. Guy down the streets, it's still there, Glenn, from last year. I'm never sure. filled it back in. Sure, I'm sure. I, 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 so, so Louie, again, not to suggest that you're going to do this, but you sound frustrated. Is that correct? Oh, yes, frustrated. Ain't the word for it. So, and again, and I'm not suggesting this about you or anything, but this is, I, I, I am, I'm going to speak on my own behalf, on my own recognizance here now, Louie. I am not surprised at the heinous acts of others where someone like does, someone recently did a U-turn in someone's driveway somewhere, I don't know where, and, yeah, yeah, and the guy yeah, shot yeah. at him. So, and, yeah. and, and no, Louie wouldn't do that. Glenn Curry wouldn't do that. But it doesn't surprise me that people are so on edge now, Louie, because of this stuff. Thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I said the same thing, especially, Glenn, yeah. when you know you're right, right. you're dead right. And they just hang up on you and say, go to hell. Right. I don't care about you. Right. What are you going to do? And they're, I hate to say it, yep. but I, 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 how am I going to fight them? No, you can't. What are you going to do? Sue them for $250? No. Well, you can come on the Live at Five show and, and talk about it. Oh, yeah. That's the only people that will listen to <laughs> And, you know, really, my own family, Glenn. That's uh, right, Louie. This you, is you your know, family. You know, I, I talk to them, and they give me stupid answers like, right. you know, it's a relative, and he watches football all the time, sports. I says, Carl, did you watch the football game last night? He says, I don't watch television. Well, that was the last straw. Goodbye, Carl. I ain't talked to him since. Wait a minute. When you was? Know, what do you mean? You haven't, you haven't talked to your brother in how long? Oh, I went eight years once. I went Jeez. five years once. Uh, Louie. Maybe I'll never talk to him again. Over what? Over you know, I hate to, I, I understand family grievances and you know someone's upset, but it sounds like it's 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 little pidden stuff though, Louie. No, but it is. But it, it, this has been going on forever with him. No matter what you say, if I say something's black, he says it's white. It's kind of like the liberals. He'll stick by his gun, something like uh, this is something like Mayor Graham. Right. He says this show is the most popular uh, talk time show uh, in the country. Now that's not true, but he will not. He will not deny it. I love stick to that thing. I even wanted to bet him once. Well, he didn't uh, want to bet a dollar. I think. Right. You know, that's not true, but see, that, that is petty, but it irritates me. How can a man It irritates that? you. The other day he said, well, uh, the two premier radio guys were in the hospital at the same time, and they're suggesting himself and, and, uh, and Jay. I'm like, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa. What about me? About <laughs> well, I told him once. I yeah. told him on a show once. I said, you know, Glenn, uh, Glenn yeah. you know, uh, Jeff. Jeff, you're not as important as you think you are. You know, and people don't like that, and they call me a, 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 a what do you call it, negative, negative guy. Uh, so this country makes fun of their president. They call him stupid. I, I'm not a, a Democrat. I'm no, not a Republican either anymore. Hmm. But uh, I don't see nothing wrong with uh, 
maybe his policies, but they call him he's sick. He don't know what day it is. He Might. stumbles. Might. You know, I, I think he's better shaped than uh, uh, Jeff Graham is. <laughs> well, Jeff's not the president of the United States, though, Louie. you got to admit that. And he's better looking than Jeff Graham. Whoa, I think he's a good hey now. I think he's good looking. I think he's got a nice straight body. Yeah. And he don't slump over. Come on, feel sorry for him. <laughs> but, but if I make fun of somebody like that. Well, People to some are, degree you are, you know, but that's not, you know, the hotline say, well, I, I do admit, I do admit Joe Biden is, despite the fact that he had some brain damage back in the day and he's not all there, he, he recently he needed an eight-year-old child to remind him that he was in Ireland. Uh, that was kind of embarrassing. But yeah. as far but as the way... the hell is all there? Well, I, I would who remember that I'm in Ireland. I don't know anybody that's all there except me. I got to admit, though, Joe Biden, for his age, is does stand up straight and oh, looks pretty yeah. dapper. Yeah. You know, yeah. with his cap teeth, you know, God only knows what all, a lot of these people look like with their with their cap teeth and all. Uh, yeah. But uh, how about uh, how about uh, Biden wanted to put the gloves on with uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Curry? Yeah, with uh, uh, Trump. Yeah, you know yeah, that? right. Yeah, I remember that. Take yeah. him out behind the gym. I'd love to see that. Yeah, would I would pay a ton to see that. That that would be nice. So, so Louis, yeah. uh, next year, big vote. Um, who's going to win the president? It's obviously going to be Trump against Harris. Uh, who wins? I wish it would be uh, Trump again. Okay, but who do you think is going to win? He's goofy and he's done stupid things, you know, and say that he sleeps four hours a night. Come on, you can't, you can't uh, function on four hours sleep. Actually, you can. I, I, I think you can. I think he takes uh, power naps. You know, Benjamin Franklin apparently did the same uh, thing. Others, uh, you know, uh, some people can function that way. I think Elon Musk also does that. Um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, Trump is the Mo Green of politics. He says stupid things, and uh, I never asked who made the order. Yeah. But uh, Louis, well, how, how about how yeah. about medicine today? Yeah, every well, medicine that you take, whether it's over the counter or, or prescribed, it can mm-hmm. cause you, it can kill you. And they tell you it can kill you. And not to mention, I was listening to uh, uh, who was it, uh, Chris Plant, the other day, who says that uh-huh. now they're figuring that the the vaccination ha- uh, gives you uh, t- tinnitus or it uh, exasperates it. And I have tinnitus, and I have noticed it's gotten steadily worse since I got my shots over a year and a half ago. But no I'm good. still here, and I didn't die. What a bunch no, of malarkey! If you listen to that medicine. If you listen to them. Uh, you know, any medicine, I don't care what it is. Orange juice is good for you, yeah. but read out on it. Read on it and see what it says. What does it you say? too much. It can do this to you, mm. do that to you. And you. I've never in my life seen so much advertising on the radio and TV for, for medicine. For disclaimer. Well, the baby boomers are getting older, and that's a big, big, big farm, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the pharmacy world. Big pharmacy yeah. is, is big. But here's the thing. Have you noticed Ozempic is, is, is something for the heart? Or heart can whatever it's 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 a it's a heart uh, drug, but people have discovered that you can lose weight with it, and now Louis, they're discovering that not only do you lose weight, you lose hair and muscle mass, and yes, you do get impotent. So if you want to look trim and fit and get back into a forty-two waistline, and then you realize yeah. that your schmeckma, whatever they call it down there in the other areas of of uh, of the ethnic world, and that's not working as well, then I will remain a fat. Bastard. That's for right, certain. Right. And like I said, why not get a, 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 a drug or whatever that make, it was made to lose Exactly. It happened to happen. Exactly. I, I think you know, these, if you're, if you're yeah. sick and you go to the doctor, which I told you I don't go to doctors. No, you uh, should, though, uh, Louie. You I've should been, go to I've a doctor. i twice in my life, and both of them were nightmares. <laughs> I was a good Samaritan and a local doctor. I'm serious now. You went to a doctor uh, twice in your entire Living right. life. I was in. I was in the military for four years, so I had to go. You know, what I mean, they told you go get in line. You're getting a shot tomorrow morning, so I had to do it. Right. 
twice in my life, I take it back, I say twice in my life, I had a hernia. Okay. And uh, I had, well, the two nightmares was a, a skin cancer on my shoulder. Okay. So he took it out with a knife. Well, he didn't happen to get it all. Oh, God. Well, what are you, a carpenter? <laughs> or are, you a, are you a freaking surgeon? He's not a surgeon. He's just a practitioner, but he can do a little operation. Unbelievable. Like so how, well, let me get, that couldn't have been that long ago. How's it been since? It's all right. I, I don't. I haven't been to see anybody since. My brother goes too. You know. No, I'm he sure he says, does. Did you go get checked? Did you go get checked? I says, Carl, I don't go get checked because I don't trust them and I don't believe them. When you go, they say, do you want a full body, uh, you know, check or cavity check? The waist? Right. Well, no, I'll t- I'll keep the cancers below my. <laughs> now, why why would you ask a question like that? Wait a minute. So, so Louis, you're saying you don't want to see a doctor because they might give you the at that examination where they put their finger up your, uh, you know, whatever, or they find something worse. I'm functioning pretty good. I'm 84 years old next month, blah, blah, blah. That's good. I, uh, I get a little more tired than I used to. I'm you sure you I mean? do. But sure. Than that, and I don't want to go around. I really don't, Glenn, in a wheelchair with tubes in my ears no. and my nose. Right. And, Drooling. I don't want that. No, you don't want to look like Captain Pike from Star Trek. Like I said, when it comes time and they say, hey, you can die or we can try to fix it, you'd probably say, well, try to fix me. You know what I mean? Right, I understand. Louis, I tell you what, yeah, I I, got to go, but this this has been one of the most enlightening conversations I've ever had, not just with you, but in, in, in general. Well, thank you. Yeah. Good stuff. Because you listen, that's why. Well, of course I do. Well, I always listen. Whoa. That's what. That's what I. That's why I call you. That's, well, I appreciate that, Louie. and yeah, I. I hope you I have a better relationship you. with with Jeff Graham. Um, oh yeah, like I said, I've never really had nothing bad against him. No, you know, I just like to play with him. Yeah, yeah, I know. He you would. You take his side of the story, and he he wouldn't budge. So anyway. Right. No, I appreciate. Okay, it. All right. Thanks. Have, have a great weekend, Louie. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's Louis. Louis Ferrone. You know, if it what was was it who wrote uh, who wrote uh, God, I'm just drawing a blank here. Uh, Dickens. Dickens wrote uh, a tale of two cities. So, boy, there's a tale of two brothers right there. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, how you doing, brother? What's happening, my friend? All right. Well, we lost one of my favorite people. Uh, ah, don't tell oh. me. Don't tell me, Jerry Springer. Uh, that's what I was just going to tell you. Of course, he's one of your favorite people. Actually, a great guy, former mayor of uh, Cincinnati. You know what's a shame? You know that guy, Steve Bilkos, that who essentially took over and started his own show? I don't even know if he's still on the air, but he has the same style. He used to be the bodyguard for the Jerry Springer show, as you know. And he said recently, after the re- after the uh, uh, the, the, rep- the headline of of uh, Jerry Springer's passing. He said, geez, I, ju- I just visited him two months ago and I didn't even know he had cancer. So he didn't let his closest friends and relatives know that he was dying of cancer. And he died yesterday at age 79. It's a shame. Yes, and I would have voted for him for president. And um, Oh, you're out of your mind. But that's neither here nor there. It's probably a better choice than what we have in there now. So I shouldn't discredit that. That's not. A- he was a smart guy. For some reason or other, he decided to pay a, a prostitute with a check, which got him fired as mayor of Cincinnati. But uh, he took it to the next level and started a whole genre of uh, daytime uh, reality shows. You should have just gave her cash. <laughs> yes, you should always give a prostitute cash. But now you could <laughs> use Venmo, you can use uh, PayPal. 
you know. But green always works. It's just make sure you don't put it in the wrong place, if you know what I'm talking about. So I'm sorry for your loss. Keep it clean, all right. Yeah, keep it clean. Listen to them. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for the call. Thank you very much. Sorry for your loss. That's what that's what Facebook is all about. It's it's so convenient. You know, back in the days, you know, you know how how many times did you go to your 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 childhood friend's uh, mother's passing or your father's passing? It was just customary. Like you know, if you grew up with someone and. You know, you remembered Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Walsh or Mrs. Pikowski or uh, Miss, uh, whatever. It's Grunwald. You, you, you went to their funeral. So, oh, my friend's mother died. I got to go to a funeral. And it was, you know, it was necessary because that person would go to your family's funeral if it happened and vice versa. But then the Internet came along and then social media came along after it. And now I would dare say that less people actually go to a funeral now than they did 20 years ago. And here's why. The convenience factor, and this started with texting and emails, but now someone you know, puts a long post, here's a picture of my mom when, she, when I was born. It's very poignant. It's very telling. It's a part of life. And it's a great part of social media. But what it's created was this whole convenience factor. Where, oh, I could just say, rest in peace. I loved her as, as your mom. And boy, we had great memories. I'm sorry for your loss. So now I don't have to go to the wake. Now I don't have to go to the funeral. This is great. Holy mackerel. I don't know. And you know what? I'm guilty as charged. I'm sorry. It's just the microwave uh, society. We just, if we want it now. We want it. We don't want it later. But when we need to actually do things, we kind of look the other way. Just, you know what? I'll just send him a card. Better yet. I'll say R.I.P. All right, I got to do a break. Uh, we'll be back right after this. Roof looking older than you are. Call you back. Welcome back uh, to the Live at Five show with yours truly. Just checking things out here with the remaining nine minutes of today's show. If you want to chime in, by all means, give me a shout. 755-1240. Uh, the NFL draft dominated early by quarterbacks. That continues tonight, I guess. I, I don't know what it is. I was watching the uh, the draft last night. There's so many things, so much sports going on this time of year. This is arguably the best time of year to watch sports. It's to, If you're hockey fans, no doubt. If you're an NBA basketball fan, like James Vernon, who's one of the biggest uh, duh, New York Knicks fans I've ever seen met in my life, uh, this is huge because all the, you know, like half the league in both NBA and NHL make it to the playoffs. So the first round, you've got like two, three games at, a, at the same time. you got two hockey games. you got two basketball games. Most of them go to at least six, maybe seven games. Uh, Rangers look disappointing. They went up t- two games, and they lost the next three. They go back to the Garden tonight, or tomorrow, I should say. That's discouraging. And I think tonight the Islanders play. But nonetheless, it's a great time of year. It's always something on. And here's the reason why I say that. Because I don't know what the hell to do. We'll do at 10 o'clock anymore. My wife doesn't know what to do with me at 10 o'clock. Listen to me. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock was the hour where Tucker was on. I know some people, oh, poor Glenn doesn't know what to do at 8 o'clock. He could be in Ukraine. Yeah, you're right. It could be a lot worse. I can live in some S-hole country, and believe me, 99% of them are outside hours is an S-hole country, in my opinion. But, boy, there was nothing better then tuning in to uh, uh, Tucker Carlson at 8 o'clock, I just don't know what to do. And Brian Kilmeade, I mean, I'm sorry. I, I love the guy. He's on the show here or this station, even though he's three hours late. 
It's uh, he's very good, but he's just you know. And I know Fox isn't planning on keeping him there, but ultimately we've lost. You know, Fox at least has lost a big, big anchor. And now a lot of people are saying, well, he's going to go to the Newsmax. He's not going to Newsmax. That's the minor leagues. He's not going there. But someone like I don't know Elon Musk. He spent way too much money on Twitter. Someone hopefully can step up. And just and, and, and do something. But I think it has to be on, on a cable network. It really does. It has to be something new, something innovative. And again, if it is Newsmax and someone uh, infuses at least a billion dollars into the payroll, because that's what it's going to need. I don't know about a billion bucks, but it's going to need a lot of money. And that would be a heck of an anchor. And you put him right back at 8 o'clock. But you need the mechanism behind him, Tucker that is, to make him as optimum as possible. To make him the Tucker we knew this time last Friday. We had no clue. Last Friday was the last time we would see Tucker Carlson on Fox News. And a week later, their market value has gone down as much as $2 billion. I posted something yesterday on Facebook. I was inspired. I'm not a Facebook. I don't post as much on Facebook as I used to. You know, I, I do my shows on my own separate page, the Live at Five show page on Facebook, you know, for what it's worth. And I don't really infuse any type of politics on my personal account because it just starts problems. But I, I did a picture of Murdoch's son. He's got a weird name like Declan or something. I forget his name. Lashlin. Lashlin Murdoch. Looks like his dad. And then, then the woman, the horse face there who, who had the bright idea uh, to bring in Dylan Mulvaney as the spokesperson for the most iconic beer in American history. And I said, these two geniuses just cost their companies $8 billion this month. Keep it up. Got a decent response, of course, from that. But what I was saying was I was watching the draft last night. And, the, the I mean, again, the draft, used, they used to do it like at the Felt Forum uh, which was essentially, you know, a small theater in the basement at Madison Square Garden. People didn't even know how to get there. And, you know, like like bad acts used to be, like Marty Feldman used to play there, whatever. And, and you know, this this is how it started. And it really, for the most part, it, that wasn't that long ago. That was back in the 90s. Now it's this, it's it's unbelievable. They have a hotel. They're in a lobby. They have the set like six times bigger than any rock and roll set you've ever seen. You know, you remember the sets from Live Aid or any Rolling Stones concert at a big venue like Giant Stadium. Those sets are huge. This set was bigger than that. So they would announce the, the pick. He would get up out of his seat somewhere. It, look, it, it looks like he's on the, I don't know, the, he's, he's in the lobby of the Waldorf Astoria or something. He's a mile away from the stage. He walks through all, everyone and anybody, shakes hands with all the brothers. Everyone's dre- dressed in like $6,000 suits. And he finally gets there. Before he gets there, they take a picture of him with his hat on of the team that just drafted him. And by the way, most of these guys aren't going to add up anyway because most of them never do. So, and then he finally gets to the stage and there's Roger Goodell giving him a pat on the back. There you are. You're, you've made it, son. You've been chosen in the first round. You got a heck of a lot more money that way, so congratulations. So check that out. I know a lot of people get into it, but I just it's, it's not my thing. I love football. Don't get me wrong. It's a tremendous sport. I love watching it. But the draft, something else. I just can't get into it. All right, uh, before I forget, i got to remember, um, uh, inflation is everywhere. Widget Auto Sales, they are the inflation fighters. Uh, and uh, now they have 19 banking institutions. But here's what's most important about Widget Auto Sales. They are about to start their May Day's sales event. Starts on Monday. It starts any day. You always get a great deal there. But their May Day's sale event. I talked to Steve the other day. He's all excited. 
He says, Glenn, yeah, there's this place. There's going to be cars everywhere. I don't have enough space. So they're gearing up for the May days up there. So make sure that you go up. If you're looking for a car right now, remember that the average cost of a new car is $49,000. $49,000. You know what $49,000 got you back in the day? It got you, house, it got you three, three bedrooms and a bath. Now it could barely get you a new car. So go on up there during May days. See the inflation fighters. And don't forget, if you're looking for rock, stone, topsoil, if you just want to throw dirt on your on your on your on your neighbor's front porch, call up L.A. Quarry <laughs> in in Lafargeville, owned locally by the Thompson family. Remember the, the patriarch himself, uh, Terry Thompson, great man, passed away some time ago. Very intelligent. Terry Thompson, I tell you, every time I sit in his in his kitchen, you know, there, you know, very very modest house. They they own the family collectively owns. Something in the area of like 10,000 acres. I mean, it's, I'm not kidding you when I say that. And over the years, they've been visited by, you know, at least the, uh, our congresswoman, Lisa Stefanik knows them. Um, John McHugh would, would visit there. And you go into like this modest double white house and you meet up with Terry Thompson, the patriarch. And he's like, oh, oh so uh, how's business, uh, Terry? Good. Okay. Uh, what's your plans with all the land here and all? And uh, how, how does farming look these days? It looks great. So they would go to Terry to get answers from him because he knew so much about agriculture and for that matter, the quarry that he later developed there because there's a lot of bedrock there. So anyway, just wanted to give you some insight to the Thompson family, great family up there in Lafarge. Give him a, give him a call 315-658-2004 or you can see him on Facebook. We've got about a minute left in today's show. So the phone lines are dead. They're done. Uh, and by the way, I never paid, uh, uh, I never, I never said this, but Johnny Spisano and Community Broadcasters did an outstanding job once again with the Radiothon for Hospice uh, this past Tuesday, generating a, a lot of money there. And the stories and tales that were shared uh, were, needless to say, were, were, were you know, were very, very sad. Uh, but uh, where would we be without hospice? And our hospice up here in Watertown, New York, is exemplary. They are one of the best. They truly are. And when you need it most. And I love their commercials. All right, well, let's take one last call. Hi, real quick. Be, be quick if you can. Hi. Um, hi, uh, Glenn. Uh, this is Kathy. Um, I wanted to give a quick uh, plug for the Border 911 that is going to happen yeah. at the Italian American Club mm. on May 6th. It's about the fentanyl crisis. Oh, yeah, May 6th. Can you do me a favor? Can you call me next week so we can talk more about it? i got to go, unfortunately. But call me next okay, week, please, please, please. You Thank right, you very much. That's a great cause, May 6th. For the fentanyl awareness at the Italian American Club, AM 1240 WTN, what makes this legal? Up next, CBS. Have a great weekend. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Peter King in Orlando. Some 16,000 American citizens are believed to be living and working in Sudan.